Professor Andy Neely, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. You're director of the Cambridge Service Alliance. You've just authored a paper, The Servitization of Manufacturing Further Evidence. Let's begin by looking at that term, servitization of manufacturing. What does it mean? So the servitization of manufacturing is all about manufacturing firms adding services, basically. And what we see in many developed economies is manufacturing firms saying they can't compete just by selling products. They have to look for new ways of adding value to their customers, uh, so they innovate. And one way of innovating is to add services, so to offer maintenance and support services, uh, to offer through-life maintenance services. So more and more manufacturing firms are moving into being service businesses as well as manufacturing. And is that because of the economic uh, downturn uh, uh, and, you know, what's happening in the global economies? And is it also because of globalisation and more competition? It's a combination of things, really. So I tend to talk about three reasons for servitization. Uh, the first is economic, exactly as you say. Uh, the second is strategic. And the third is environmental. So if we take the economic rationale, uh, the first point is, with global competition, uh, manufacturing firms can't compete on cost, uh, so they add value by offering services. Uh, There's also, in many industries, particularly when products last for a long time, let's say 30 or 40 years, a big market in the aftermarket. So in the train industry, there are now, for every new bit of rolling stock sold, 22 trains in operation. Those trains last for 30 or 40 years. And so if you have the service and support contract, the maintenance contract for 40 years, that's worth a lot of money. So it's an economic argument. So what type of services are manufacturing firms offering? I suppose it's just consultancy. And I say just consultancy as as if, you know, anybody could do it. Uh, No, not just consultancy. There are some consulting services. uh, But what we see is some organisations focusing on the maintenance, the service and support. Uh, Others focusing on design and development services, so designing uh, particularly solutions. And increasingly, the big trend, and one of the things we are looking at in the Cambridge Service Alliance, is this trend for firms to say, actually, we don't want to just sell you a small part of the product or a small part of the service, but we will offer you the total solution. One of the things that is then happening is people are talking about um, outcome-based contracts. And they're saying that what we should think about when we're offering uh, value to our clients is think about the outcome the client wants and then work out how we design the solution to deliver the outcome. So if you take the auto industry, uh, rather than selling cars, maybe what I should say is I'm trying to sell a means of transporting people from A to B. And if you think in that way, then you might say, well, maybe we shouldn't sell the car. Maybe we should lease them. Maybe we should offer taxi services. Maybe we should offer car sharing schemes. It starts to change your business model when you think about the outcome that your customer values. Yes, so actually you have to ask the client or customer that are but question because they might think they want a certain outcome and you're there to shake them up and shake them uh, down a a little bit as well. And, And particularly in terms of those global trends, where are they leading? So the global trends are fascinating. Um, When you look at the servitization of manufacturing, uh, I've been looking at this for about six years now, and when I first looked at the servitization of manufacturing, I saw about 30% of manufacturing firms globally offering services. That figure rises to about 58% in the US. Um, It's about 20% in the UK. And about six years ago, it was 2% in China. 
the most recent study in the paper we've just written uh, talks about now still 60-odd percent of U.S. firms, uh, manufacturing firms offering services, but now 20 percent of Chinese firms offering services. So what we're seeing quite quickly is even in those developing economies uh, where they're growing their manufacturing base, they recognise the importance of the shift to services. And we used to call that, didn't we, in a previous decade on knowledge economy and the developing brick economies, particularly China, would want our knowledge economy. Are you saying that, that they're competing and offering that knowledge economy as services too? And is that one of the challenges of servitization, if you like? It's undoubtedly one of the challenges. And what's astonishing is the speed at which this is happening. So um, if you think about the growth of Chinese firms, manufacturing firms that are offering services, even in the last six years, it's an incredibly rapid pace. Yes, China's head of the Research League now globally, isn't it? You know, it's it's incredible that it's competing with the West on, on that knowledge economy. Uh, It is, and it will, uh, given the size of the country, given the investment in research and development, uh, it's a a serious challenge. And I guess one of the issues, one of the challenges for firms, therefore, is how you compete in that global economy and where you collaborate. Because often these um, solutions, these services that people are offering, require networks of firms to come together to create value for their clients. Uh, So it may well be that some of this is about joint ventures and partnerships with Chinese firms, being clear about which bits of intellectual property, uh, which practices you protect and you bring to the party, and where you can access other resources from other firms that help you deliver a better solution. And are the manufacturing firms perhaps acting globally in the services that they offer? So, you know, if you take Rolls-Royce or or any of the big global companies, clearly, you know, as a UK-based organisation, it really doesn't matter where you are in the world. You can collaborate with anybody anywhere now. Well, that's particularly true when you are offering support and maintenance services for your products when they're in the field. So if you take... um, an organisation like uh, British Aerospace, it has products being used around the world. Increasingly, it has the service and support contracts for those products. And so BAE Systems then have staff based in uh, Saudi Arabia. They have staff based in the US. Um, So increasingly, UK firms are saying, actually, we have to be global players. We have to build the capability around the world to offer our service. Now, let's just have a look at the conclusions of your paper, The Servitization of Manufacturing Further Evidence. One of the surprises is that that you say that um, the fact that the proportion of revenues that manufacturers receive from services has not shifted significantly in the last few years is interesting, both from a practical and theoretical perspective. That is amazing, isn't it? Well, it is. So we talk a lot about the shift to services and the importance of this. But what you see in uh, many of these firms is that actually the proportion of their total revenue that's come from services, has not, it's not grown as, a, to- as a, a fraction of the total. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one is that, that some of these businesses are growing anyway, so their revenues are growing, their product revenues are growing in sync with their service revenues. And indeed, when you get this model right, uh, what you find is that you can get some really good complementarity. As you sell more products, you can get more service contracts. But also, as you get the service contract, the fact that you are servicing the products means you're closer to the customer, which allows you to identify new product opportunities. So there can be some beneficial growth in both products and services when you get it right. 
But the other challenge that many uh, firms find when they shift to services is that, in theory, shifting to services is really appealing, that transition. But in practice, it's incredibly difficult. And it's difficult because uh, some of these firms are very good uh, engineering firms. Uh, They've got great capability in engineering and technology. And then you say, now start to offer service as well as great products. Well, that's a different set of skills. It's a different set of capabilities. So understanding how do you successfully uh, make the transition to a service uh, firm is a big question for many manufacturing firms at the moment. Okay, well, let's just end this Cambridge Judge Business School podcast by asking, the research is supported by the Cambridge Service Alliance. So what exactly is the Cambridge Service Alliance? Uh, You know, it is the knowledge economy in action, isn't it? Well, so the Cambridge Service Alliance brings together some uh, large organisations that are interested in this shift to services, uh, either uh, for strategic reasons, for their own reasons, they they indeed are shifting to services, uh, or alternatively, um, their clients are interested in this shift. So the Service Alliance involves ourselves, the university, um, and within the university, the Judge Business School and the Institute for Manufacturing, and then also our founding partners, BA Systems and IBM. And together, what we're trying to understand is how to help firms successfully innovate their business models to make sure that they can deliver uh, services that are of value to their clients tomorrow. And it's tomorrow that you're very much focused on, because as you said, things are moving so quickly, particularly in relation to those brick economies and China, that actually with the help of the Cambridge Service Alliance, your manufacturing company is going to stay one step ahead. That's absolutely what we hope. Uh, Professor Andy Neely, Director of the Cambridge Service Alliance, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today about your paper, The Servitisation of Manufacturing Further Evidence. I've learned so much. Thank you.